Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So here we are in the first Sunday of Advent, right? and Jesus in the Gospel is telling us to watch. In fact, he says that word like four times in a very short paragraph. And it's coming from the heart of Christ in such a way that it's a real humble statement. Remember, Jesus is the God of the universe. And he's really begging you and me to be watchful, be alert, be opened. In fact, he contrasts it with being asleep. So the idea is that don't be asleep Don't be unconscious, don't be numb, don't be uh, distracted, but rather be aware, be open, be watchful. For what? Well, for us, first of all, it's important to recognize it's not a what, it's a who. For himself, Jesus wants to visit you. He wants to come close to you. He wants to draw near to you. That's what the word Advent means. In fact, in Latin, the word Advent means to come. So what we're doing this whole season is welcoming Jesus. He's trying to draw near and he's asking you and me to be on our end of the relationship open, aware, intentional, watchful. And there's so many times in which you and I are not. About 10 years ago, there was a world-famous violinist who did a little social experiment. People would pay hundreds of dollars for a ticket to listen to this man play violin in great orchestras throughout the world. What we decided to do was put a hidden camera in the metro center of Washington, D.C., in the subways, and he opened up his violin case and dressed in very plain, normal clothes and just started playing violin as people were pouring off the subways to go to and from work. And what this hidden camera captured was that almost every single person ignored him and just went about their day. They had things to do. They had responsibilities to meet. They had work to get done. Mind you, they're passing by some of the most astonishing beauty being poured into their lives. But they were numb to it. They had work to do. They weren't watchful. And what they missed out on was an encounter with beauty. And beauty, in particularly through song, has a way of making us all come alive. You know, you're going through your normal day and you're just getting things done and all of a sudden your favorite song comes on a playlist or if you still listen to the radio, comes on the radio and all of a sudden you go from every day to all of a sudden a new level of your humanity. The image of the summer months of rolling down your windows and singing at the top of your lungs your favorite song. The beauty of song has an ability to seize us and bring us into a life that we're hoping to live, a life of joy, a life of meaning, a life of peace and hope. That's what encounters with beauty can do for us. But that guy on the violin showed very clearly we have a capacity and we do it often, we just ignore it. We gotta get things done. We're obsessed with our to-do lists. That's why Jesus says, watch, 
If he thought we would do it naturally or automatically, he wouldn't have to tell us to do it. He doesn't tell you to eat, to sleep, to drink. He knows we're going to do that. We'll figure that out. We're not going to naturally do this. We had to hear him say, watch. Another one is Father Jeff last night, him and I were talking about our homilies this week, and he's telling the story this week of when him and another priest went out to lunch to Chick-fil-A. It's where all the priests go. And they were at Chick-fil-A, and he said he looked up and he saw a father and son sit down for lunch together. And he said he was watching them, and what he noticed was, is like a little boy, that the father the whole time at lunch was on his phone, just scrolling or emailing or who knows what. Now, I don't think this is a really bad dad. I imagine all of us, at some point, someone could notice us being wildly distracted to the things we should be attentive to. I bet in that dad's heart, he has a great desire that his son would know his love, that his son would feel secure and confident. I bet in this dad's heart, he longs to bestow on him that kind of father blessing that allows him to engage life as he gets older with confidence, the confidence to fulfill his calling and to live out his dreams. All of that fatherhood and sonship, really beautiful. But see, he's missing it. He's not watchful to the gift of this moment of father and son. Instead, he's distracted, he's numb, he's mindless. In Jesus' language, he's sleeping. Beauty, whether it's the beauty of a relationship, the beauty of song, beauty is one of the names of God. In fact, we call them traditionally the transcendentals. One true, good, and beautiful. And it's the way that God puts a little glimpse of what he's like in his creation. Anything that is good, beautiful, and true is a little aspect of God. And so when we find something beautiful, it affects us. It speaks to us. It awakens in us longings for more beauty. But beauty in this world is always fleeting. A song ends. Lunch is over. People grow up. Beauty moves. It's on the fly. And yet our hearts want a beauty that never ends because we know somewhere deep inside that all encounters with something that is good and beautiful is speaking to our hearts of something infinitely beautiful. Something that never ends. A beauty that never gets old and that we get to be a part of that kind of beauty. That mystery, that infinite beauty, took on flesh at Christmas and lived among us. Christ is infinite beauty. He is not the, de the denial of all that is beautiful in our world, but he is the summation. All of it points to him. We wouldn't even know he was beautiful without beautiful songs and beautiful moments. But the songs and moments awaken us a longing for the endless, for the infinite. And that's what our church claims, is that the infinite beauty is always coming towards us, running to us, trying to meet us. Especially here at Mass, the infinite cloaks himself in human words through the scriptures, and he shows up by transforming the bread and wine into the body and blood in particularly into his own infinite beauty to himself. 
And then you and I eat and drink that life into us so that we can notice him and become a source of beauty for the world around us. The amazing thing is, is that you and I also have a capacity to totally ignore this. You and I have an immense capacity to let all the beauty happen around us and not enter in. We have tendencies within us that keep us numb, distracted, denying, avoiding. That's why at the first Sunday of Advent, Christ is calling, commanding, begging, watch, look for me, be open to me. Let me affect you. Let me enter into your life. Let me encounter you. And that's the real question. Is four weeks from now after Advent, when we celebrate Christmas, many of us, because we know from our past experiences, nothing different will happen. But some of us will stop and start listening to the music. Some of us may even put down a phone and look at someone who's always been in our life with new eyes. We don't need to do a mission trip or do an eight-day silent retreat. He's showing up in our daily lives through all that is beautiful. But can you hear the call of Christ this week begging, would you be open to me? Would you be awake? Would you let me draw near to you? Because I only fill your life with what is good true and beautiful.